I'll just be broadcasting on Twitch, playing whatever game it is that I'm playing with my community. And I have quite a few believers that, that watch, uh, moderators even in the mm. chat to like make sure things, usually it doesn't get like toxic yeah. or anything in my chat, <laughs> but we'll just come in. And usually I just let the Holy Spirit lead when oh, it comes to awesome. that because it's it's the relationships. People don't care how much you know until mm. they know how much you care. First, you know, it's through love, um, through patience, yeah. kindness, peace. Um, and then thing you know conversations happen they ask like you know why are you so happy like what's your story and like sometimes people will have these conversations of vulnerability with you online that they wouldn't have in person right um face to face and these are people that a lot of times would never show up to a church service and so um being able to just have those conversations of authenticity share my story share what i've been through what christ has brought me through um, and just connect with people from all You're listening to Beyond You, exploring faith, culture, and higher education, a podcast from Oklahoma Wesleyan University. Today on Beyond You, we continue to explore faith, culture, and higher education. And today's guest is our very own John Merritt from Oakwoo Esports. John, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to those that are listening? Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, yeah. Um, my name's John. Everybody calls me Jono online. So if for those ever... of you on Discord, right? <laughs> on Discord or on Twitch or anywhere on the internet. Okay. Um, we'll get into some around. of those terms later here for those that may not know what Discord or yeah, Twitch. or Twitch is. You yeah. probably know what YouTube is. So there's some. I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm from Bartlesville. Was born here in Bartlesville uh, 25 years ago over at the hospital, and then for some reason God just wanted me to stay here, and so. Um, so you're a Bartian, is what they yeah. they would call you, right? <laughs> a Bartian, um, and so. So I went to Wayside, I went to Central Middle School, and then I went to the Mid-High, and then I went to the high school. And then um, a wonderful individual named Jamie Peterson, our soccer coach, he actually coached my club soccer team in high school and brought me back um, into soccer. And so he recruited me here to come play soccer. And then I think it was like two weeks after that I tore my ACL, like the week after I signed or something. Um, (laughs) But I came here for ministry, um, developed a hunger for apologetics at Canicut Camps, which uh, K-Life was a really big part of me coming to the faith. And then ended up coming to Oakwoo and discovering my passion, which opened up the doors to where we're at today. And that's awesome. That's kind of a quick take on your story. Yeah. Help us connect the dots for esports. Like Mm. when did esports kind of begin in your, your life's journey? Yeah. Oh man. So this was probably 2010, I would say. Maybe even earlier. I had a friend, he's actually part of the esports program, who lived across the street from me named Andrew Miller. And Andrew always had like the latest Xbox or the latest Nintendo. And so I would sneak across the street and go and spend like all day at his house all the time to the point of getting in trouble sometimes because my parents didn't know where I was (laughs) at. And um, we'd play Xbox over there. And then also um, over at On The Rock Ministries here in town, um, they used to have old Xboxes. And so I'd play Halo and I would just go over there with YMCA Day Camp. And uh, during the summers, we'd play video games. And so there's some cool intricacies that we can get into later about God and just his his plan. Um, now, that's actually where I work at years and years later, um, as well as the university. And so, um, yeah, so basically, I developed a passion for, for video games. And uh, with my background in soccer, it was highly competitive. And so it's like, if I'm playing video games, like I might as well, I'm already being lazy and sitting <laughs> being lazy in real life on the computer or whatever yeah. so i might as well put effort into what i'm Make doing it a virtually competitive endeavor for you mm-hmm. yeah um and so it was really just an escape for me um it was something mm-hmm. that like helped me a lot through my parents divorce and through um just the the things that, that happen in life uh with broken families and so it became a, a safe place a refuge for me mm-hmm. at an early age and i got really good at it and joined a pretty good-sized youtube team um and so yeah so unpack for us esports yeah. for those that are listening yeah. that again maybe you're <laughs> like me you have no idea really the the details of the mm. world of esports yeah 
you jump into this thing and you mentioned like join a YouTube team, join like yeah. kind of unpack this yeah. for us because I think an understanding of what esports is hmm. will help us understand how it's actually a tool yeah. to to reach the lost. Yeah. Um, so go ahead and unpack that for us. Yeah. Um, so esports, it's online competition. It's like if you were to play, you've probably heard of like FIFA or NBA yeah. 2K. Those are probably easier examples for people to swallow that are outside <laughs> of like the gaming and esports space. Um, except usually it's like teams working together with like superpowers and special abilities and different like different like uh, guns and stuff to capture points and objectives and work as a team. Or some teams will be driving cars on walls and hitting soccer balls into <laughs> into goals. And so. It's a think of like a virtual playing field or like if you've ever played like chess, it's it's really just at the the basis of it, a complex version of chess um, where people can go into these different virtual realities and they can compete with one another. Okay. So, John, for those of us that may not understand the breadth and the depth of esports, help us kind of wrap our minds a little bit around just the magnitude of esports, like how big yeah. this thing is. Yeah. Because there's hundreds of millions of people that tune in um be it just to watch someone else play or to play you know the game themselves like help us understand kind of the magnitude of this thing i mean like last semester we had like 20 guys in the program and so like on our match days we'd have like 100 views like 100 people would show up and watch our games we'd have like six games a week some nights and so like somewhere between like 80 to like 200 at the most would watch. And that's just like us getting started, not to imagine where we'd be at in five years, but um, compare that, you know, a hundred people down at the soccer field or like at a basketball game, like the numbers are comparable. um, If you can imagine them like that, but then as it scales. Mm -hmm. um, So talk to us a little bit about that scale, kind of on the the higher end of that scale. If there's millions of people that are watching, in what domain and what sphere are they watching? Who's playing these games? Yeah. Um, help us just kind of understand a little bit more about that. No, I mean, like hundreds of thousands of like concurrent people will watch some of these professional matches. Like there's so many people watching online that the stadiums that we built, the modern day coliseums that we built, wouldn't even be able to house the audience that's watching. Yeah, I mean, one one stat was showing that there's like 577 million. Yeah. Like over double that which watch a Super Bowl. Yeah watching and tuning into a stream there's no stadium anywhere that could hold yeah. that let yeah. alone multiple stadiums that could handle that kind it's of pretty capacity. amazing yeah yeah so talk to us a little bit more about kind of the the breadth of of the world of esports so you've got people playing far and wide here mm-hmm. near and everywhere um these streams they're all taking place online and people I'm assuming all over the world are jumping yeah. in to watch. To watch them, yeah. Okay. And there's teams for like different countries as well. Okay. And so there's professional organizations that are just like you'd imagine, like an NFL team that are attached to certain cities okay. for some of these different esports. Um, like you have like the LA Thieves, which is like a Call of Duty. Well, they have a Call of Duty team, but then they also have other esports teams okay. that are underneath those. And so it's getting to the level of like some of these like franchise spots to play in yeah. some of the leagues is like. I don't know what the most expensive is probably like 10 million okay. um, in, in certain years for certain esports wow. just to play in the league. Wow. And so that's the pay in. What's that's, the payout in the world of esports? I mean, so right now they're kind of shifting the model to get into the little bit of the business side. Okay. It was heavily backed like 80% by sponsorship and venture, venture capitalism. Okay. Um, they're trying to find a more sustainable model. I think like for the universities and um, just the next like five to 10 years, as I was alluding to, 
um, earlier in our conversation was that if the collegiate space can really come in and solidify itself, the professional yeah. scene is trying to figure out that grounding okay. to be able to attach entertainment, which is esports, to like a pillar of society. Yeah. And so just like we've seen with traditional sports, the collegiate space really puts a concrete anchor into a sport um, that allows yeah. for that desire, that dream of going through high school all the way to college to getting picked up by the NFL. Okay. So interesting. We're in so, very foundational years. One of the thoughts that just popped into my mind, because you mentioned kind of the correlation uh, between traditional sports and esports there. Yeah. How soon does this maybe jump into the Olympic sphere on yeah. a, like an international yeah. scale? They're starting to talk about it. This last year, um, I didn't follow it super well because there was a lot of things that uh, didn't really resonate with the gaming community. Um, but I'd see people on LinkedIn post about how like they're using the word esports with the Olympics, but it was okay. it wasn't necessarily like the esports that are top competitive esports that they were showcasing in the Olympics. Um, and so it's it's starting to to cross over. Wow. Yeah. Again, it, it's hard to wrap our minds around just how far this thing reaches. And yeah. you think about the pandemic in and of itself has thrust so many things online i mm -hmm. mean you know the church world even educational spheres mm -hmm. places that um yeah maybe had an online presence but now it's really becoming established and when you think about the the far-reaching nature of esports yeah. and just how wide this thing goes yes. um it's it's easy to see where there's great impact potential to be had yeah. here yeah, I wrote a paper, I don't remember what year it was, for one of our ministry classes, but it was talking about the different leaps that we've had, like the printing press, yeah. like the organ, the different things that have like really like pushed the church forward. Yeah. And like right now, I just, there, there, there's a moment in time where we're really mm -hmm. blessed to live in it because it's Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to mm -hmm. the ends of the earth. And it's yeah. like, just being able to talk with people instantaneously across yeah. the world for the gospel. Like we should not take that for granted, yeah. but that should make us want to run the race even harder, yeah. knowing that this is the time that we were chosen to live in. Yeah. So... As far as getting immersed within the world of esports, yeah. um, you mentioned things like FIFA, or which they're not sponsoring us, by the way. For those that are <laughs> listening, it's probably important to throw that out there. But um, what are some of the common games that that players are jumping into to yeah. really get started in this domain? Yeah, um, I would say probably the fastest growing one right now is called Valorant. Okay. Um, it's five versus five, and there's one team that's on offense and one team that's on defense, and your objective is to defend the different sites, the different points. And to be able to use your different superpowers and abilities mm -hmm. and using like the, the money to buy each other different items and stuff so that like one team can defend while the other team tries to capture the objective, basically. Okay. And so that's uh, that's probably the most popular one. Um, we have a Valorant team. We have a Rocket League team. And we also have players that are here for Super Smash Brothers, which is like Nintendo, like Mario and stuff, okay. which they're where they're fighting. So <laughs> so within the Okwu Esports team, there's like sub teams yes. where they... I'm assuming that those that are on each sub team are kind of like specialists they are, within yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Rocket League, as I was explaining, it's the game with like cars. Okay. And it's literally soccer, but with remote control cars, basically. <laughs> That's awesome. And so that doesn't compare anywhere close to Valorant at all. It's completely different. And so usually guys, unless they're like super crazy good can't, they can't transfer those skills because they're just totally different okay. it would be like having a baseball player try to start on your basketball team okay it'd be that much yeah. of a difference man that's such a helpful picture that you yeah. described for those of <laughs> us again that are still trying to connect the dots here hmm. um so you you've really had a progression within the world of esports because yeah. you start out as just casually playing at your friend's house mm -hmm. and then you jump into playing and you're 
technically a professional, right? Within esports, I guess. Yeah, yeah. If, if <laughs> you don't have made... to be humble here. It's all good. <laughs> you can be honest with us. Yeah, I don't know if there's like. I, I guess when you're doing it full time, um, or you have spon- you know, companies that sponsor. I guess yeah. you could say you're a professional. Um, I'm not like a professional in terms of like competing and stuff. I'm more of an influencer slash content creator. Okay. Um, which has been like the other side of this, which is how we reach people for the gospel. Yeah. Space, so talk but... to us a little bit about that yeah. side of yeah. esports. Um, so there's broadcast, there's, I mean, the numbers are, we were talking about this earlier. It's like 550 million or something like wow. that, um, that are Which projected to watch bigger online. than the Super Bowl. Like yeah. people watching one of the world's biggest games yeah. on an, any given stream, you yeah. have hundreds of millions of yeah. people watching. Yes. That's yeah. in- that's insane yeah no absolutely and there, there, there's tons of people that will flock to what i was talking about earlier which is twitch or they'll, okay. they'll go on youtube as well most of the live streams and broadcasts are on twitch they kind of dominate the market okay. right now for um, online gaming and broadcasting um but people will come and they'll watch and then they'll sit there and they'll talk in like a live chat just like if during covid your church was like broadcasting their service okay. you can have people in like the facebook chat that are talking there alongside the live stream that's going on it's just like that people will watch inside the game you'll have a camera on that person and then there's a live chat where you can interact with people instantaneously that's fascinating. yeah so people when we talk about the streamers or the the viewers, yeah. they're, it's literally a platform where people can just hop online and watch someone else play a video yeah. game. Yeah. And we're talking hundreds of millions of people yeah, are doing that this. do this. Okay. Yeah. So you currently stream or what? Kind of. I've, okay. been, I've been taking a break from it in this last season. It's just been a really big season of transition. You just became a dad. Yeah, so that... <laughs> just became a dad. Um, and so there's been a lot that's been happening. Um, recently, uh, God Squad Church, they just announced that I'm one of their three digital missionaries that they're choosing to support. Okay. Um, and so I've been getting back into broadcasting because I've taken a break for the last couple of months. And so that's been that's been only within this last week. Yeah, so. man, that's huge. So help me wrap my mind around this. Yeah. Um, you know, conversations that we've shared before it, leading up to this conversation. Uh, we talk about how esports it, it differs from traditional sports in a lot of ways, mm. um, which, by the way, for those that are listening, this is a scholarship gig. Like, there's real yeah. money to be had here, real opportunity. It's not just playing video games yeah. casually. Like, there's real yeah. money at stake here. But um, one of the differing factors from like a traditional sport you know you mentioned soccer which you play you know Mm -hmm. basketball baseball and any sport that you might commonly think of where teams would have to travel to meet with one another for competition in the world of esports you do it all online and your competitions are literally in your own space and you use a term like digital missionary Mm -hmm. let's let's connect this conversation of esports to the church because yeah. I think that it is a catalyst for reaching the lost. Talk yeah. to us a little bit about what a digital missionary looks like. How do you go about that? Man? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, so think of it as like a completely different culture. I mean, there's like, there's these things called emotes, which are close to like emojis, like on your phone okay. and they have different like hidden meanings and stuff behind them. Um, like one of them's called Kappa and it means sarcasm. And so there's like a whole culture behind this. Yeah. And so imagine you're going into a, a foreign nation where, um, mm. a lot of people, uh, they have their preconceived notions about the church. Some of them have church hurt. Some of them are Christians even on there. Yeah. Um, and people from all sorts of different belief systems and walks of life that normally you wouldn't see hanging out within the traditional right. church context. <laughs> and so 
Um, I'll just be broadcasting on Twitch, playing whatever game it is that I'm playing with my community. And I have quite a few believers that, that watch, uh, moderators even in the mm. chat to like make sure things, usually it doesn't get like toxic yeah. or anything in my chat. <laughs> um, but in some chats it can get toxic. Yeah. And so people will just come in and usually I just let the Holy Spirit lead when oh, it comes to awesome. that because it's, it's the relationships. People don't care how much you know until mm. they know how much you care. For sure. And just with the the state of the world right now, it's not the most popular thing to be a Christian or Chris, yeah. Christianity is not perceived as like, um, it's not in the hottest of light that it's been in, in past years, you yeah. know? And so usually I just let the Holy Spirit lead in that relationship. And it's just first, you know, it's through love, um, through patience, yeah. kindness, peace. Um, and then thing, you know, conversations happen. They ask like, you know, why are you so happy? Like, what's your story? Yeah. And like, sometimes people will have these conversations of vulnerability with you online that they wouldn't have in person, right. um, face to face. And these are people that a lot of times would never show up to a church service. And so, um, being able to just have those conversations of authenticity, share my story, share what I've been through, what Christ yeah. has brought me through, um, and just connect with people from all over the world. I have people from Australia that watch my broadcast every single day, people in Germany <laughs> awesome. at the same time, people in Canada, yeah. uh, people in the Middle East. Uh, usually I don't have any people that are like Far East or like okay. up in Russia because there's not a lot of the, the, the time difference right. really. Right, um, for sure. With things kind of affect stuff. But yeah. So you mentioned within this domain, there's a lot of toxicity. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. I think it's because this has become the thing that people ran away to. This mm. is like people's escape that they wanted to get away from whatever was going on in their life. Right. And this is the thing that they, this is their safe space. Yeah. And so they're very protective of it. Whenever there's a game developer that makes a game that, you know, is kind of taking advantage of the customer, it's right. like a poor, poorly released product. People get really mad in the gaming space. Yeah. And I think it's because there's a lot of people that have been hurt um, in mm. person in the, in the real world. And this is there, this is where they go to. Yeah. You had mentioned in a prior conversation that we'd shared that um, esports is is in many ways a factor in your life that has helped to overcome some depression yeah. and anxiety and and not to you know steal the power of sharing your story for <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. I wonder if you might share how has esports maybe combated some of that toxicity, mm. even though. It yeah. prevails in that domain. Yeah. How has it also been used as a remedy for some yeah. of the toxicity as yeah. well? No, just having relationships with people online. Some of my deepest relationships are with people that I've known online. Mm. Yeah. Um, and being able to spend those late night hours, like two or three in the morning, and us playing video games together and just talking about life. Because yeah. it really does, it, it, it pulls away the... Um, I guess the pressure yeah. that a lot of people face and especially in this generation with like just talking and having face-to-face -face yeah. conversations, the anxieties and stuff mm. aren't necessarily there. So, yeah. yeah. So people might think, or at least be tempted to assume that esports is like an isolated mm. sort of experience where yeah. you're by yourself and you're playing a game, but you've mentioned like, you know, millions of people yeah. are, are, viewing and streaming and also that yeah. you can have relationships like how do you maintain relationships within the domain yeah. of esports i mean it's like a consistent imagine you hang out with someone every single day for two to three yeah. hours in the afternoon like you're gonna be pretty good friends with that person for sure <laughs> um i don't i don't think there's anybody in person other than my wife that i spend you know that much time with um but there's people that like if you game together or, like you get on and you're rating yeah. in the game you're playing together it just becomes a consistent habit mm. of like this is what i'm doing after work or whatever yeah. and so you're building relationships with people in a consistent way over time that builds faster than usually yeah. in-person relationships do for sure and you're playing this game together yes. and so in one way you're competing with one yeah. another but yet Built using that 
Yeah, to mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great word to use to yeah. describe what you're doing. So let's talk about the specifics, the nitty gritty of esports as evangelism, yeah. because building relationships is really at the core of evangelism. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's sometimes when you're just out, you think of people on the streets that are you know yeah. proselytizing and and, but esports knowing that it has the propensity uh, for people to build relationships, how do you leverage that for a kingdom purpose and a kingdom um, advancement? Hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, having institutions in places Mm. like Oklahoma Wesleyan, where like these students that like, some of them have probably never heard the gospel or gone to church, like back home, wherever Now they have to go to chapel twice a week. (laughs) Now now they have to go to chapel twice a week. Um, But it's creating a space and structure and infrastructure for really like, a lot of people that have been forgotten mm-hmm. um, and not everybody. I mean, you have, you have people that would be seen as like popular that play esports. Yeah. Oh, pretty much everybody plays esports. There's over 3 billion gamers <laughs> in the world, but really like there is, there is a lot of people too that like they don't have this type of structure yeah. that supports them and helps them to set healthy boundaries um, and teaches them life skills and lessons to propel yeah. them into the future. And so having places like Oklahoma Wesleyan, like on the rock ministries that believe in the hard truths of the mm-hmm. gospel, but are going to come alongside and leave the 99. Cause for mm-hmm. the longest time, the gaming community was like, this is Mountain Dew Doritos and yeah. <laughs> you're in your mom's basement. And I yeah. love Mountain Dew Doritos, but, um, <laughs> who doesn't, right? <laughs> yeah. And so there wasn't a good picture, um, that was painted behind gamers, yeah. but like, one of my students, Lennon from the Dominican Republic, he was the salutatorian in his class, 4.0 student, wow. um, played for the national team for the entire country for the Dominican wow. um, for a while. And so like there's lots of gifted individuals that yeah. like this is where their brain just like works in this fantastic way yeah. um, that, you know, you can't really witness any, any way else. So oh, being able man. to create avenues and methods of success and show them that Christ loves them mm-hmm. um, and, and bring them into a space like this is yeah, it's essential. Well, and, and at the heart of kind of our role as people that are ambassadors for the kingdom, those yeah. that have claimed Jesus to be Lord and Savior, you know, w- we see in Scripture that the world will know us by the way that we love mm. one another, that yeah. they'll know that we belong to Jesus. And yeah. esports being a tool of how to love someone, yeah. um, in that reach of love through esports, like the love of Jesus through yeah. esports goes so far. I mean, you mentioned a student from the Dominican. Yeah. Uh, where do you get most of your players? Like where, yeah. where are these guys coming from or gals? Cause <laughs> yeah. it's probably important to not assume that it's no, just yeah. guys playing because yeah. there's probably a lot of females. Yeah. Where are you finding students yeah. uh, far and wide? I mean, really it's just been word of mouth since it's so brand new. There's not like camps and like recruiting websites and all sorts of things that are really built out for it yet and so really it's just been the wild west of like (laughs) god connecting with this person open this door to this person this person and so um i think it's going to start to develop more and more um as as players are really starting to see the collegiate space as a viable path to pro yeah Uh, right now there's the amateur scene and the collegiate space is starting to kind of step into that okay and the collegiate space hopefully if the collegiate space makes the right calls in the next five years it'll really come in kind of like an ncaa type of infrastructure um and it will make it possible for students to kind of go through the grassroots through high school because there's over 100 high school esports teams in oklahoma alone oh my goodness that compete in a league together called oesl okay and so i think it's 100 or close are they playing the same games that we play valorant overwatch and so um being able to connect with those high schools has been another way um you know to find students to try out for our teams so for those of you listening online that might have (laughs) a high schooler or be a high schooler yourself uh, and you play these games um 
maybe yeah, <laughs> maybe see if your high school has yeah. a team yeah yeah <laughs> yeah or uh i mean just come and visit and see what's happening here it's been it's it's really crazy because like looking back at all the times that i would use video games as an escape and lock yeah. myself in my room for 20 hours a day or whatever <laughs> um it's like man if I don't think I could have handled the uh, amazing things that God's done over the last yeah. 10 years um, if, if he would have shown me just a glimpse of everything that mm. he's doing in esports. So. Yeah. Let's talk about that. What yeah. is God doing in esports yeah. right now? Yeah. And maybe even where do you sense that this thing is going? Mm-hmm. 100%. We had a really, really awesome season uh, this last year with a lot of really highly competitive teams. Mm. And um, we had a player that got baptized a few weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, they're with you on, on stage in the chapel. And it really just took me back to like the heart of it. It's like, man, God, you're the one that opened all the doors for this program to start. Yeah. And it's like winning is great, but like seeing souls proclaim Jesus and ushering players and students into the kingdom, that's where it's got to be yeah. at, you know, first and foremost. And so, um, yeah, we've had, we've had two players um, come to faith. Uh, since the program started, mm. which has been pretty Praise cool. Praise God. That's um, awesome. One, one getting baptized um, as well recently, Josh. And yeah. so it's just been, yeah, it's it's awesome to see that and just be able to be a fraction of a part of someone's story For like sure. that, you know? Yeah. And you know what is so beautiful about that is that hearing these testimonies of students that are finding the Lord and growing in likeness yeah. in their journey with him, you know, it's it's a beautiful reminder that God can take anything and make it a sacred yeah. space. Yeah. God can take the digital world of esports yeah. and make it sacred. Yeah. And it's cool to know that there's people like you that are coaching in these spheres and and really honoring that space and using yeah. it as a tool of evangelism. Hmm. Um, what would you say for you as a coach? Let's kind of put your coaching hat on here for a yeah. moment. What have been some of the challenges for you in trying to not only coach your athletes and their you know growing proficiency within yeah. their their particular game, but mm. helping them develop as people? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean there has. I was telling one of my friends this semester has been a long semester of having hard conversations mm. um, about you know how to be uh, how to honor God with your choices. Yeah, um, and being patient. As, as we've been waiting, you know, the program's newer. And so there's a lot of things that have been developing. And so how old is the program, by the way? It's technically uh, about three years, Okay. but the first year was, we started at like really close to the beginning of the semester, okay. like midsummer. And so I wouldn't really count the full year of that. It was more of like a learning how to do it. So we'll say like two, like two and, and a half, half years yeah, here. At yeah, Oakwood. probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, just just having conversation. It's it's not as like mystical as mm. as it probably seems. It's a lot of what you'd see at like the the other sports teams. Like a student is going through something, um, and you pull them aside to your office and talk with them, um, and just mm. have a conversation about like what does scripture say? You know, yeah. like this is you're going through the situation. This is what the yeah. word of God says. This is the truth. This is how you get through this next season that's stressing you out. Um, so it's not as like majestic or magical as you would imagine it's <laughs> yeah. it's more in line with what what a soccer coach would yeah. have conversation wise with players taking them out to breakfast going to coffee spending yeah. time in the word together all of last semester we had a captain's bible study where we'd go meet at jude's coffee here in town at 6 30 in the morning every monday and so we started doing a proverb and a parable mm, and then each awesome. of the guys would just go around and talk about like this is what this is speaking and like this is how like i feel like i could apply this to to my life oh. um this is and so um yeah, that's that's what it's about. That's beautiful. And yeah. I, when we think about the kingdom of heaven, and you th- think of the scope of esports being 
hundreds of millions of people. Yeah. The math function of the kingdom of heaven is not addition, it's multiplication. Yeah. And I think about you pouring into your team captains here. Mm. Then they pour into those that they're streaming. Like yeah. you can see where esports really can be a tool of, yeah. of discipleship and evangelism within the kingdom. Yeah. Um man, like talk to talk to us a little bit about like how you see looking ahead. You know, we're mm. talking about what was and what is. Let's look ahead. What what are some ways that esports can continue to push the ball yeah. down the field, if you will? Maybe the wrong sport analogy here okay. <laughs> for esports, um, but down the field for the kingdom of Jesus to yeah. advance this thing even further through mm. a digital space. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would kind of couple esports with like the gaming space and the influencer space. There's a lot of people around the time of 2016 believers that are 10, 20 years my senior in the faith. Um, that God just laid the same desire on their mm-hmm. heart to really reach the next generation because this yeah. is where they're at. And so just like Paul talks about, you know, we're, we're, we're called to reach to the Jews. I was a Jew so that I might save some mm-hmm. to the Gentiles. And so it's like, let's reach this next generation where yeah. they're at. Um, and so to the gamers, you know, I'm a, I'm a gamer. And so that I might save some. Yeah. And so really being able to be all things to all people and to reach this next generation, um, I think in the next five to 10 years, it's going to become increasingly less popular to be yeah. a Christian. Um, but if we can if we can innovate in these spaces, just like we've seen the church do yeah. um, just throughout the centuries, um, really this is the first time in human history where you can share the gospel instantaneously yeah. with someone on the other side of the world. Yeah. And so gaming is just a vehicle through through which we do that. Yeah. And so being able to utilize the online broadcasting and streaming space to share the gospel with someone that's in a nation that's, uh, you know, yeah. not always heard there. Yeah, no, that's so beautiful. And that I think it's a perfect picture of what God is really trying to have us be a part of is yeah. that we can go far and wide here, mm-hmm. there, and everywhere. Yeah. Uh, one of your local ministry outlets within esports here is right yeah. here in Bartlesville, a place called On the Rock. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that <laughs> partnership that you Golly. have with them and how God is opening that door of yeah. ministry to just reach even more people. 100%. Yeah. No, so I mentioned like the first place that I played Halo 2 at um, was at On the Rock. And so this was. I don't even know when Halo 2 was released, but I would go there and I would yeah. eat donuts and drink Starbucks coffee <laughs> and I would play video games there. No and more I'd Mountain go, Dew and Doritos. No, yeah, <laughs> I was a little bit healthier with my decisions during those years. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and then I'd go over to the soccer fields and have soccer practice and get sick. But here we are 15 <laughs> probably years later now. Um, and God in his sovereignty has just connected me with Ken Dossett over mm. there, the founder of On the Rock. And Ken's whole thing is mousetrap theology. Let's set a piece of cheese that's super duper good and then catch them for the gospel. I love it. And that's what it's about is, um, you know, being able to show that like gaming isn't of the devil. Like, yeah. It, this is something that Christ can redeem. He's yeah. a redeemer of culture. Oh, that's so And beautiful. so seeing him come into these spaces and transform the next generation through it's been really cool to see at the local level because this has been something that like i've had my online virtual friends and pastors guys at elevation church at life church and just all over the states that i've gotten connected with but to see the amount of support on the local level is just i can't explain it other than like a miracle of god yeah uh it's so many doors open outside of my control and so over there at on the rock um ken's wanting to get a youth esports team going okay and so they have this incredible building that ken was praying for like 27 years ago i believe wow 
And he was saying, like, I claimed this building for the Lord years and years ago. And um, he ended up not getting that building. And, like, everything fell through up until recently the building was given to him. And over $2 million were were fundraised for this this space. And so they've completely redone this building that was built in the 20s, the old Creamery building. And, you know, we're, we have limited space here. We're growing a lot as a university, and it's good that we're maximizing That's the space we have. have. It's a great problem to have. Yeah. And so as I'm bringing these players in, it's like, man, like, I really want to be able to expand this and have more space for more students to come on campus and be a part of our program. And uh, I was over there last year with Ken um, right before the semester was about to start, and he's like, what kind of esports gear and machine should I get all this stuff? And he's telling me his budget and stuff. And I just had this moment where I feel like the Holy spirit just hit me. And it was like, mm-hmm. you guys have the space. We don't really have a whole lot of space on campus, but we do have the gear and you guys don't have the gear. What if we just had a partnership together oh because we both have a heart for reaching the next generation for Jesus. It's a divine collision yeah. right yeah. there. <laughs> that's so awesome. And so that's how that's fallen into place. And it's been a journey of being patient, you know, construction and stuff has taken a long, a lot longer than we thought. <laughs> um, but we finally started moving stuff over there recently and um, I'm just excited to see because this is the town that I'm from and to see something like this that's first being innovated by Christians to create this space for the next generation it's just so amazing right here in Bartlesville Oklahoma Um, yeah it's wild and to think of the opportunity that in that partnership between On the Rock and Oakwoo um, it allows our Oklahoma Wesleyan esports players to not only have a digital impact in their sphere of influence, but now to have an impact in person because there's younger kids that are coming behind them, kind of learning the ropes. What would you say, like what piece of advice would you give to um, a younger individual that maybe is wanting to jump in the world of esports and really get, you know, immersed in this world? Um, What would, what advice would you give them? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing is seek first his kingdom. Mm. Um, and all this will be added. Mm-hmm. And that's really been something that, you know, this was, this was honestly a dream that like died a long time ago. When Jamie brought me back to play soccer, I didn't think I was going to turn my ACL twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, my, my trajectory was just focused on like, I was just going to go into ministry yeah. and, um, was, was going to go, I was looking really heavily up at the ransom church for a while. I was thinking okay. about going up there with yeah. them, um, as I was about to graduate and I've been broadcasting. Um, but it was really just after like seeking Jesus hardcore that Mm. like everything else kind of fell to the side and then one door after another started to open um and it was totally outside of my control to where I was able to start working in esports um and grow my broadcast where that was that was fruitful yeah um so really just seeking first his kingdom um being willing to serve Mm. I think as well uh it's 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 not about what you know it's about who you know and so building (laughs) relationships with people um in an authentic way learning to love people and Mm -hmm. just have conversations with them asking people questions i don't remember who it was if it was a chapel speaker if it was it was a pastor that i'd heard but um for the longest time like before i was a believer especially it was like about me and like Mm -hmm. my dreams and stuff but it wasn't until uh, that pastor came and spoke and he's like, whenever you're like talking with people, like ask them questions or other people's like favorite, hmm. it's it. who do you know the most about? You know the most about yourself. So being able to like learn to love people has really been what's like opened hmm. up doors. Um, and I mean, that's love God and love yeah. others. So no, I love that because those, those few pieces of advice that you just gave us have very little to do with the actual <laughs> with e-sports. competency that's yeah. needed for esports. Yeah. But it's about leveraging the domain that God's put you in. Yeah. And I think that there might be some that would be listening right now that are like, listen, I 
God has me right here for a season and I have no idea what to do with it, like how to yeah. leverage my influence where God has me. Mm. And yet we see a tool like esports that yeah. God has used to reach so many. Um, yeah. So, you know, just like any other sport, there's, you know, uh, sportsmanship that's important. And so mm-hmm. within the domain of esports, what does esportsmanship look like? And like, yeah. how does that impact a team culture as you're yeah. trying to build it? Yeah, no. Um, it doesn't matter how good you are at the video game. If you have too much pride and too much ego, you're never going to mm. be able to yeah. like win a match um, yeah. and go as far as you possibly could. I think this specifically is a unique space because players tend to put their identity in it more. Mm. Um, and so there's a lot of identity conversations that we get to have. Yeah. Because when you're channeling all your focus into something, your entire being into it, whenever you have a moment of frustration, what's truly on the inside is going to come out. Yeah. And so being able to like step back and realize like, hey, I'm created in God's image. My performance in this one match or this one round isn't what defines my right. worth as a person. But since it's become so many people's escape and it's their one thing that like they have that they like so intently focus on, being able to have those conversations about identity and making sure that like, your headspace is in the right place. You're not idolizing this thing, I think is the most essential thing to building a team that's going to succeed the long run yeah. um, and not break apart just after one match or one season. Yeah. So. And again, that has very little to do with the actual yeah. competency of the game yeah. um, that, you know, it goes beyond that. So for the student that's out there that's now realizing playing at the collegiate level and actually getting a scholarship is possible. Yeah. Talk to us about what you are looking for in students mm, that you're recruiting mm. to be a part of your program. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for players that first and foremost want to grow as a person. Yeah. Um, I, it's There's not a shortage of players that are high ranked <laughs> in esports um, yeah. because there's so many kids that are playing it nowadays. But when you find someone that's truly introspective yeah. and is like, how can I become a better person? Um, and how can I grow as an individual? Those are the types of players mm-hmm. that like I would choose any day. Yeah. Um, and so finding players like that is really what I'm going forward looking for um, into this next season. Yeah. Well, I have no doubt God's going to send them your way. Um, again, all for the, the sake of advancing the kingdom of Jesus. Yeah. So, Jono, I've got some questions here for you uh, that are a little bit more lighthearted here. <laughs> okay. But just to get to know you a little bit better, yeah. what's your favorite video game? My favorite video game? That's a tough one. There's a game called Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Um, and it's okay, say that again for Star me. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Okay, good deal. <laughs> um, it's probably the best portrayal of like someone losing themselves and like falling, but then like a beautiful redemption story. Okay. Um, basically, you're this character um, who you think is just a random mercenary, but you find out that he was actually like the baddest Sith Lord, like the worst guy in the galaxy. Okay. But he loses his memory and then goes on this massive journey to just redemption and ends up saving the galaxy. And so Alrighty. I'm a huge sucker for redemption stories. You're a Star Wars fan too, I take it? Um, I used to be, but then they released the sequels and I just... Not a fan? <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So just I'm kidding. curious, your perspective on all things esports. Yeah. What retro video game has the best replay value? Oh, golly. I don't really play a whole lot of retro video games, to be <laughs> honest. Fair enough. Um, I used to play, no, I, don't, I don't even know, like the oldest video game, that I, Pokemon, I guess. Okay. Yeah, probably Pokemon, if you'd even consider that retro. <laughs> 
it, it is retro. I don't know. I mean, is it a current game now? It is now. They just continue to like make new generations of okay. it. So fair enough. Yeah. I think the retro video game I'm most familiar with is Mario Kart. And okay. Rainbow Road freaks me out every time I play it. <laughs> it's anxiety right there. It is. It's anxiety riddled for me. So uh, let's jump to your next question here. Okay. Favorite energy drink. Favorite energy drink. What one drink? keeps you going in the world of esports? Um, so I'm sponsored by the, <laughs> nice <laughs> the best coffee company in gaming called MadrinasCoffee.com. Okay. Uh, they've sent me my coffee every month for the last I think four years now. Okay. And so every month they just fill me up with coffee. How much so. coffee does it take to keep Jono going? Um, Especially now that you're a new dad. Yeah. Now that I'm a new dad, I actually drink less because okay. if I drank as much as i probably needed i would get sick okay um so yeah no madrinas coffee is what i drink all the time okay madrinas and they're yeah. sponsoring you so yep. uh for those that are listening tojano for 20 percent off hey, madrinas coffee. say that again real fast for or er, not fast actually real <laughs> slow so people can put that in madrinas m-a-d-r-i-n-a-s madrinascoffee.com and then use code jana for 20 percent off there you go 20 percent off it's pretty good people didn't know that they come to the podcast today and get a discount <laughs> so um so you're an okwu student or an alum yeah. rather yep. um what was your favorite okwu class or maybe your favorite professor man that's tough because we have such good ministry professors i don't know that i could choose one um <laughs> I mean, I spent hours in Dr. Mike's office just yeah. talking about life and stories um, and just hearing lots and lots of just ways to, to navigate through tough situations as a student and um, in life. But I've mm. also spent so much time with JVK as well. Um, and JVK has got an incredible gift for taking complex things and communicating them at the level that, yeah. that younger ministry students are at, that it's just one of a kind. Um yeah, I mean, probably, I don't know that I could choose between our ministry professors. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> we won't ask you to maybe select your favorite, but I love that yeah. you touch on the fact that our faculty here at Oakwoo, yeah. they spend time with students they beyond do. the class. Yeah. Um, and that definitely does change lives. Yeah. It's a, um, It goes beyond the classroom for sure. Okay, last question here. You ready for this? Uh-oh. If you could be a professional athlete in any other sport yeah. beyond esports, okay. what sport would you choose? That's so challenging. Um, probably golf because it seems to be the most relaxing out of all of them in your free time. Um, I would want to say soccer, but I mean, to keep up with like the professional athletes. You just, you and know, you've I, already torn your ACL yeah, twice, so you yeah. don't want yeah, <laughs> no. to do that again. I don't, I don't know <laughs> that I would ever want to be a professional athlete. The perks of being a professional athlete, being financially just blessed beyond belief would be incredible. But yeah. <laughs> other than that, I don't know that I want to sprint all the time every Fair day. Fair enough. Golf <laughs> seems like... A safe option yeah, on that. Yeah. So maybe that's the next thing for you after esports. Oh, man. Who knows? <laughs> Jono, thank you. Thanks for your time today. And yeah. thanks for opening our understanding to not just what esports is, but how it can be used as a tool to advance the kingdom mm. of Jesus. Yeah. Um, and again, for those that are listening, I think that oftentimes we, we miss the fact that God can use something... Um, that we would deem maybe ordinary, he can make it a very sacred thing. Yeah. And so thanks for sharing with us yeah. um, how, how God is using even your own influence to reach those that are far from him. Thank you for listening to Beyond You. Let us know what kinds of conversations you'd like to hear by leaving a comment.